Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. Again, my name is Jeffrey Davis. I'm the host of Radio Entrepreneurs, and we have been streaming our stories and in studio, out of studio streaming. It, it all depends on what's gone on in the economy for over seven years, over a million people connected to us. We hope you've connected to us on Radio Entrepreneurs because our stories are always relevant to what's going on in entrepreneurship. And we have a reoccurring guest that my partner from Mage interviewed, Jonathan Friedman, Jean Luca. Uh, CEO of X Surgical. Welcome back, Sean. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Tell us about uh, X Surgical and what's going on. Well, uh, trying to get started back after the COVID, which has been uh, scrambling all our plans. You know, we were just discussing about how plans change suddenly. Um, we left uh, actually your public last time, uh, saying that we were starting the Series A. Uh, fundraise and uh, and then COVID came like a few weeks later, like <laughs> three four weeks later, and so we suspended everything and now we are back. Uh, we uh, we have our investment banker following us and we are starting about to start a crowdfunding campaign with Start Engine. That's pretty much what is happening from the fundraise point of view from the development point of view at that time when we had our last meeting we didn't have a, a, a working prototype that we were working on it and now we finally have and uh, back in december we even had our first uh, uh, demonstration of a total knee replacement uh, procedure executed with our robot and uh, with the surgeon that was operating remotely from milan wow uh, so, uh, again, how would this product be used? Well, the idea is to try to answer to a very important uh, um, flaw of surgical robotics, which is that surgical robotics is today non-cost effective, which means that all the existing products on the market, they are focused on a very few type of procedures. And that is a very important, uh, pro important characteristic because if you don't have enough patients to undergo that very specific type of procedures, you cannot afford a robot. So for big hospitals that have big volumes of you know, different type of procedures, uh, it, it's feasible, but in uh, medium, small size hospitals, which are pretty much 10 times more, there's no possibility because you would have the robots sit, sitting in the operating room doing nothing most of the time. So we decided to try to answer to this, uh, to this kind of uh, open uh, problem, open issue of the surgical robotics, designing a surgical robot that is more designed as a platform uh, for developing more and more types of procedures. It's a matter of fact, more like a, a, a universal surgical robot. So there are, as you can see in background, uh, in my background, there are four manipulators and there is a very fancy bed that can move and can, uh, can somehow position the patient in different uh, uh, in different ways, and um, so the idea is that if you can have more type of procedures, you can most likely have more patients. So the first uh, answer to that issue is is to make like universal design. The second way to do that is to create a system that is not closed like all the other products, which means that who uh, is a developing the robot owns everything and no one can touch a screw on the robot. Our system is instead an open platform, which means that we 
uh, uh, seek uh, collaboration with third parties that can implement their own procedures for our platform so that we can try to crowdsource the number of procedures and increase the number of procedures fast as possible. And on the market, there are an, an, a lot of small companies in the, in, the, in the medical field that are built around one single patent and they're the best in class for that specific procedure. So the entire company is built around one type of procedure and they cannot transition to surgical robotics because otherwise they will have to build a robot that does only one type of procedure. And that is a, a limit that they have. So we offer them an, an opportunity. They have a platform. We offer them a development kit for our, for our system so that they can have a, implement their own procedure on our system. So readapt the surgical instruments and the protocol for our system and make it even possible remotely. Our system is, a, is a by design a remotely operated robot, uh, which also includes the possibility to have a tutor or a, a second uh, surgeon that can take over a certain point during the procedure. So we offered that opportunity. And the third way we, we decided to uh, address that issue of the non-being cost-effective is to create a, a system that is a more flexible and optimized for mobile settings, such as a container operating rooms or track trailers operating room, because that can even uh, bring the surgical robot to even smaller hospitals. Because today there is a new model that is coming, uh, that is growing, which is the shareable operating rooms. So there are track trailers, which are all uh, furnished with uh, the best equipment and they are shared between multiple small hospitals in certain districts. And they can uh, essentially rent per use uh, a small operating room with the surgical robot. So our system is designed to work in this kind of uh, uh, environment. So it doesn't require an entire operating room built around the robot, but does very uh, flexible uh, requirements in terms of power consumption and uh, connectivity. And uh, that makes the system also very suitable for uh, world zone scenarios or disaster recovery. If there is like an earthquake, something, then there is possibility to deploy this kind of uh, units with a surgical robot. You can have um, mostly paramedics uh, uh, in, the, in the area, and then you can have most of the surgeon in their own hospitals performing the procedures remotely. And um, being able to perform not only laparoscopy like the Da Vinci, this is a system that can perform also open surgery and orthopedics. Uh, surgery. So you can essentially use this for response, trauma, trauma response. So you can use this, for example, for plastic surgery on site. If you have like an injury on the face or on the hands, feet, nerves, genitals, all very delicate area of our body in the outside. So that makes the system very interesting for those kind of uh, environments as well. Well, uh, you know, I'm just wondering if this is a big challenge. You know, you say there's small businesses, but are you are you competing with some very large multinational corporations to try to get into this field? Uh, to be honest, only partially. Well, the only existing real product in the field is uh, is uh, intuitive with uh, with their uh, their Da Vinci's robot only for the laparoscopy. But like I said, uh, we overlap only partially because yeah, we do the laparoscopy, but it's only one of the things we do. For the orthopedics, we overlap with other products, which are mostly smaller companies. And for open surgery, we do, there's nothing actually out there. So we create a bigger market uh, and uh, with more consumer. And uh, 
plus we expand further than market because having an open architecture system on top of the classical revenue models, which is the sale of the robot, the service maintenance, the disposable parts, et cetera, et cetera. We also have royalties from the sales of the third parties that, uh, that want to sell for our part, uh, platform. So it's a, uh, yeah, slightly competition, so, but not heavily like everybody else. Like everybody's competing for the same slice of that cake. We are trying to look at a, you know, a much bigger slice. So uh, how are you selling the product now? Are you selling direct or your own sales force? We are, you... we are not selling. Uh, we, uh, we are uh, now at the end of the development of our uh, prototype of the third generation of the robot. And we are seeking funds now to, uh, to convert our prototype in the final design of the system. So we expect to be on the market um, within... Uh, I think 18 months for the military market where you, there are no uh, requirements for FDA approval and uh, pretty much uh, three years for the civilian market because we will have to undergo the, uh, the FDA. Interesting. And we're speaking with Jean-Luc uh, uh, of Ex-Surgical, CEO. Uh, also, as a result of a referral to us at Radio Entrepreneurs from Jim Farrell at PR First. Uh, Jean-Luc, uh, if somebody wants to get hold of you, learn a little bit more about the company, how would they find you? Well, they can. Uh, the first thing they can do is to just reach our website, which is uh, exsurgicalrobotics.com. And uh, pretty soon they will, be, they will really be <laughs> uh, available everywhere on the social, uh, the, the advertising of Start Engine for the award crowdfunding campaign. Plus they can Google and there are not a lot of uh, videos and uh, articles we've been followed by the media pretty closely. So they'll be able, be able to, to find a lot of info and uh, through the website, get in touch with us. I want to thank you for being on Radio Entrepreneurs a second time. We hope you come back again. It's very exciting technology. Uh, you know, I, during a previous uh, surgical procedures for myself, I had to look into robotics. I know they've come a long way. And thank you to people like you for that. So I'll remind everybody, this is Radio Entrepreneurs. <laughs>